You are listening to a Pleasure Podcast. For more from our Sex Podcast Collective, visit PleasurePodcasts.com. Hello, American fuckers, and welcome to American Sex, a podcast dedicated to normalizing conversations about pleasure and alternative sexual expression by challenging the puritanical backwards-ass ideals in the United States. This is episode number 82 of American Sex Podcast, and I... I'm Ken Melvoinberg. And I am Sonny Megatron. Wow, why do I have a cartoon voice right? I think we should do the whole episode in this cartoon voice like this. You should. This. No, I don't think I I don't think I will. Oh, I'm turning into like like a like a bugsy gangster kinda Mr. Throw sleeping with the fish. Okay, I'm fucking this up. Keep going, Ken. And we are sexuality educators, <laughs> pleasure advocates, and kinky pervs. And not voiceover artists. <laughs> So this episode was pretty fucking amazing. We recorded it live on March 9th, 2019 in front of a live audience at South by Southwest. It was our first time there ever. Um, and it's with our good friend, the canisexual Ashley Manta. She tells us how to mindfully combine sex and cannabis to enhance intimacy. We break down the differences between the CBD products you can buy in dispensaries and all 50 states, the best dosages, delivery methods, and strains for sex. Uh, in fact, Ashley Jam packs this hour with so much incredible information that it's a great primer for anybody that is looking to explore cannabis for reasons other than sex as well. Now, at the end, she answers a few audience questions that you're going to get a lot of mileage out of too. But before we do that, you should talk about Uncle George and letting him see the sign. Oh, this is okay. kind of funny. It's a funny so, little story. Yeah, this is funny. Uh, so for American fuckers that haven't been following our journey, we recently moved to Las Vegas where cannabis is legal. And we live with my 91 year old uncle that we caretake for. And he's super duper cool. You're going to actually hear from him soon. Uh, uncle George. And as we're driving, is driving home from his doctor's appointment. He goes, Oh, look, look at that sign. It says they sell cannabis. So, <laughs> so in our household now, it has become cannabis. Um, but before we let this conversation roll and we continue on with the jokes, because they are a plenty, there is something we need to bring up that is incredibly important. So yes, we agree that it is absolutely amazing that cannabis, otherwise known as cannabis, is becoming legal and accessible more and more in, in more states with each passing year. And with hope, it'll soon be federally legal everywhere. So not only are people able to use it for recreational purposes or for better sex, for many, it's an important medication, like for those with epilepsy or cancer or chronic pain, among many other things. And while all of this is absolutely amazing, we can't forget the thousands of people sitting in prison for possessing a plant that others are getting rich from. We can't forget the thousands of lives ruined and the families torn apart by people partaking in activities that are now considered cool and trendy by certain segments of our population. Cannabis inequities are very much an issue of race and class, and those in the cannabis industry are by and large male and white, while those that have or are still serving time for pot-related offenses largely aren't. And the racial disparities are glaring. Now, although white people and black people use pot at about the same rates, nationally, Black people are four times more likely to be arrested. And that's just an average. In some areas of the country, that jumps to nine and 10 times more likely, depending on where you are. And when it comes to conviction, people of color are 
overwhelmingly more likely to be convicted, get heavier sentences, uh, be convicted of a felony as opposed to a misdemeanor, etc. And this even applies in areas where cannabis has been decriminalized, like Chicago or New York. People of color are still getting arrested and serving time for what others are simply just being issued a ticket for. For instance, in New York City, 17,000 people each year are arrested for cannabis possession, and 87% of those people are either Black or Latinx. So it's important to keep that in perspective, not only throughout this conversation, but on an ongoing basis. So, okay, we're not saying that you can't enjoy your pot. Knock your socks off. We want you to enjoy it. Or for those of you who are in the industry that you can't continue to pursue your livelihood. What we do urge you to do is use the privilege you have to fight for those that have gotten a raw deal when it comes to possessing, using, cultivating, or selling cannabis. Now, there are currently thousands of people sitting in prison, many for life, doing for doing the same thing that you enjoy or that you rely on for your health legally. Others can't get jobs or housing because they have a felony conviction on their record for cannabis possession. So in the show notes for episode 82 at americansexpodcast.com, I'm going to share a few links detailing some of what I'm talking about right now, and also some of the things you can do to support reparative justice for those convicted of cannabis-related crimes. That includes releasing those convicted of nonviolent marijuana charges and expunging the records of everyone who's been convicted in the past. So please take action on at least one thing I've listed there and be sure to share those links with your friends on social media. We can't inspire action if there's no awareness and simple social media shares really do have power. That was really amazing, by the way, both the uh, introduction that Sunny that you just had here uh, this is an issue that you and I talk about a lot, and I think it's great that we're getting out there to the American fuckers and to all of our friends that are listening today. And uh, those of you that are politically active, no matter what side of the fence you're on, get involved with this politically in some way, shape, or form. And that can mean just clicking the links that we have to talking to your local congressman, senator, or especially the governor's office of your state to start getting some of these folks released that are being held unneedlessly. Hey, Sonny, do you know what time it is? Is it time to smoke a big fat joint? Yep. Oh, wait. Nailed no, it. No, not yet. Not oh, yet. Yeah. Well, it is oh, for yeah. Ken. It is for Ken. So Ken is going to uh, take a little toki-woki on his whatever that thing is, vape. I'm so uncool. This is like an after-school special. Oh, it's a Winberry Farms cartridge in... Oh, my God, that's good. It's Winberry Farms vaporizer oh okay well as you do that we're going to listen to this little song it's big welcome and heartfelt appreciation time to the new members of our patreon family i want to give a big welcome and our heartfelt appreciation to the awesome folks that joined our patreon family this past week Thanks to you, Megan Rose, we couldn't do this podcast without your support, and we wanted to give a, a genuine thanks to everybody who has been a part of our Patreon family for this whole time. You guys rock. You American fuckers are goddamn amazing. Uh, and by the way, I just have to add in that this whole South by Southwest episode would not be possible without our Patreon supporters. It's actually Patreon that arranged this, that brought us out to Austin, Texas to record this episode, and they wouldn't have done that had they not seen the awesome support and the wonderful wonderful little Patreon family we have on patreon.com. So 
thank you so much. And if you're if you're like, what the hell are you talking about, Patreon? Okay, so here's the deal. I want you to hop on over to patreon.com slash American Sex. There you can learn how to become an American Sex Podcast Patreon member. And not only does your membership help support this show and get us to South by Southwest, thanks again, you get lots of awesome perks too, like bonus stories from our guests, extra full-length episodes, American Sex Podcast stickers, a personal video greeting, random surprises in the mail, and a whole bunch more. So go check that out. Okay, American fuckers, ready to hear our very first live recording of American Sex Podcast at South by Southwest in beautiful Austin, Texas. Here's us, Ashley Manta, and about 90 of your fellow American fuckers live and in the flesh. Woohoo! We're, we're married, by the way, so if we yeah. bicker a lot, like those of you who are not familiar who we are, like we do fight all the time, and it's because we're married. We really love each other, and it's our love language. Yeah, fuck you. So, sweetheart, go fuck yourself. <laughs> all right. Are you ready? Roll. Do Roll, it. husband. Go ahead. You're first. Oh, Jesus. All right. So, hi. Welcome to American <laughs> Sex Podcast. We are woohoo! Thank you, guys. Thank you, American fuckers. So, I got to tell you, we're really stoked to be here because we have never done a live podcast before. This is this our is our first. first. You're, ta- you're popping our cherry. And so, thank you. We only yeah. had three left, and this is one of them. Yeah. And we're doing it here at South by Southwest. So, we are very, very excited. And so, hey, introduce us, husband. All right. Well, my name is Ken Melvinberg, and quite obviously, I am the love child of the entire cast of Sons of Anarchy mixed with Mythbusters, uh, and a little bit of Yukon Cornelius. If you're old enough to get that joke, and you bumbles bounce. Anybody get that at all? Rudolph Shiny New Year. Okay. So I just have to say, like we when we flew into Austin today, we took an Uber uh, or rather a Lyft to get out here, and it was like doing the walk of shame, getting through the fucking airport, finding where the lift area. You know what I'm talking about? And then you had to have like a lift concierge that then coordinates which pole you're going to be next to, and we felt kind of dirty. It was sort of awesome. Yeah, it, it was sort of awesome. Oh, and this is my beautiful wife. Yes, I'm Sunny Megatron. <laughs> so you may recognize us from our Showtime original series, Sex with Sunny Megatron, from American Sex Podcast, if you're already a listener. And if you're not already an American fucker, you will be by the time you leave here. You will. Oh, yes, you will be. Um, we are sex and relationship writers. Or, you know what? You may recognize us from that kinky dungeon party you were at last night. I won't tell if you won't. Um, and uh, our guest today is Ashley Manta. So let's give it up. First of all, give it up for Ashley Manta for being here. Hello. Hello. (laughs) Ashley Manta has become a sought-after authority on mindfully combining sex and cannabis as part of her canisexual, that's a copyright thing on there, brand. Sure is. Good good on you for getting a copyright. Thank you very much. She has been nominated for multiple awards, including the XBiz Awards for Sexpert of the Year, both in 2018 and 2019, and the 2018 California Cannabis Awards for Influencer of the Year. Her work has been profiled in the Huffington Post and referenced in the London Times, Newsweek, BBC Three. What, why not BBC One? What the fuck? I don't know. <laughs> and LA Weekly, to name a few. She was the featured expert on Viceland TV's stoned sex episode of Sled Ever, season one, hosted by uh, Carly Sirantino. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> she appeared on the January 2019 cover of Sexual Health Magazine, along with the designation America's High Priestess of Pleasure. 
So I have to say it's really timely that Ashley is our guest for a couple of reasons. One, I just read that there was a huge study about sex and cannabis done by like a legit university and they just published this stuff the other day. So we're going to be talking about that. Also, in the green room before we came out here today, Ashley slipped me a little something something. So it was it's not what for I my do. mouth. It was for my vag. So it's stuff we're going to be talking about. Did she about. tell you it was ketamine? No. It was oh, not no. ketamine. No, it was joking. Joking. Don't say that in Texas. For no, we're saying Texas. We'll be in jail forever. Anyway, uh, so as, as the hour progresses, I'm going to report to you and let you know what's happening with my vulva. Um, it is currently interacting with CBD as we speak. Hello, CBD. How are you doing today? (laughs) Um, And I have to say that I sort of feel like when I was 15 years old and like I was in my first like friend's basement where it's like, I think I feel something. I think, I don't know. Am I supposed to feel something yet? So I think I might feel a little tingly, but I'll keep you posted as things happen down there. So hi, Ashley. (laughs) Hi, Sunny and Ken. Thank you so much for having me. Okay, so I got a bone to pick. We got to talk about this. All right, you, Ken, Like I said, it. I wasn't going to, but now I'm going to. All right, so last Do time it. we had Ashley on, she blew my fucking pot world apart by telling me that there is no difference between, I'm, I'm simplifying this, by the way, but yes. there's virtually no difference between indica and sativa. And I'm like, <gasps> I spent all this time trying to figure out how to remember indica. It means in the couch. And like looking at pictures of Forrest Whitaker where he has one eye like the indica and then one eye is the sativa. Uh, and so can you please elaborate on to why that is true? Because I'm having a hard time with this. I hear you. Okay. So there is a medical doctor named Dr. Ethan Russo who has written extensively on this topic. And while it is true that there are biological biological distinctions between the ind- cannabis indica and cannabis sativa plants, they are not by any stretch a reliable indicator of the effects of said plant. So what you really want to do to figure out how a plant is going to affect you, one is just try it because also something that affects me one way may affect you some completely different way based on your body chemistry, tolerance, set and setting, and so on. But also you need to look at lab testing where they break down the cannabinoid and terpene profiles of a given flower or strain or what have you. Um, also, the nomenclature is starting to shift from calling them strains to calling them cultivars. Oh, um, really? What is Culti- cultivars. 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 <laughs> so, not being a botanist myself, I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher this a little. I'm a sex educator. I know how pussies and cocks work. <laughs> I'm not unless clear on how plants work. But my understanding is that it is a more accurate terminology to distinguish between different uh, varietals of cannabis rather okay. than saying strain. It's it's just more correct. Okay, I'll buy that. All right. you, you still ruined my fucking world. I'm like, so I, had, sorry. I spent all this time memorizing what's an indica and what's a sativa, and now I have no fucking. Well, it also makes like the designations on Leafly slightly less relevant, right? Like, how many people or have w visited vapes or anything else? Leafly.com, yeah. and and you see, you know, the purples are indica, the reds are sativa, and the greens are hybrid. Well, it turns out. So, what I was getting to is everything is a hybrid at this point. There are very few true um, what are called land race strains, um, which are originated in the Middle East and India, where you would have that kind of true uh, plant experience per indica and sativa. 
everything in the US is hybridized. So to be able to say Indica is going to do this or Sativa is going to do that is really, it's based on black market shorthand from when you were getting weed from a dealer and he was trying to find a shorthand way of saying this is going to make you buzzy, this is going to make you sleepy. Indica and Sativa became those interactions and it's just not true anymore unfortunately so people are like what's the best strain for sex what's indica's great for slow sex and sativa's good for like energetic sex and i'm like nope 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 sorry i've ruined everything so i have a question then so if it's not the strains that are causing the differences with different sex acts with things like um how like wet somebody is which that's like and we're going to get to that in just a minute when we talk about the the study with cannabis and women uh, but uh, does it make a difference how you're consuming these things? So does edibles, for example, make a difference as to smoking flour versus dab? Yes. So inhalation... What, and what would you recommend for a blowjob? <laughs> it depends on how you want to feel, Ken. But what I would say is that inhalation methods you're getting Delta 9 THC. So in its, its raw form, if I had a bud in front of me that had not been smoked, if you ate it, you would not get high because... It's in its acid form, so it's THCA, CBDA, and when you heat it, uh, the process of heating cannabis is called decarboxylization. Spell that five times fast. And what happens is when you apply heat, the THCA converts into delta-9 THC. And so when you have an edible, you're consuming delta-9 THC. And then when it goes into your stomach, your body converts it into something called 11-hydroxy, which is a very body-heavy compound. So that's why edibles tend to make you feel really sleepy, very relaxed. And edibles, because they have to go through your entire digestive tract, can take up to two full hours to kick in and can take up to 12 hours, depending on your tolerance, to wear off. So in terms of if you're going for a quickie versus if you're going for marathon sex, like that's where I would be thinking about edibles. If you have a weekend with no kids and a hotel room and like literally all you're going to do for the next 48 hours is fuck edibles totally if you're trying to cram in a quickie while dora the explorer is like babysitting your kids not so much with edibles <laughs> so that's more of a flower joint or dab sort that, of thing. exactly okay so ashley my yes. head all right so i am not a pot geek i am not a a pot consumer and i just have to throw out there that you know when we're talking about all this we're talking about this in states where it's legal because we're all from all over the place we're not encouraging any illegal activity but also i am a little bit uh, no i am podcast is evergreen content so it's going to be legal everywhere soon so just come back and listen to this no matter where you live in like a year or two so i am not a consumer of cannabis, I get freaked the hell out. I get paranoid. I get, and I just like terpenes and dicarboxy, blah, 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 whatever you said. <laughs> my eyes are crossing. I just want to fucking feel good, Ashley. So, where do I start? Because I'm starting to feel overwhelmed with all the words and the things. I get that. Yeah. Okay. So, whenever you start to feel overwhelmed, like not just now, but generally in life, I would really encourage everyone to just take a deep breath. Can we all do that together? That would be great. How about right now? Okay. Start there when you feel overwhelmed. The next thing I would say is that THC, 
has what's called a biphasic effect, which means it has opposite effects at high and low doses. And that threshold is different for everyone. So whatever it is at low doses for you can feel euphoric and social and pleasant and yummy. And then as soon as you cross the line into too much, anxiety, paranoia, rapid heartbeat, sweating, nausea, all of the like things that you don't want to feel. Anyone ever have that experience on weed? Yes. I'm having it right now. <laughs> you are not. We don't have any weed in Texas, Ken. Not in Texas. Oh, no. I don't, CBD. No, yeah. I left, I left Vegas this morning. That was hours ago. Hour ago. Um, but what I would encourage new users like you, Sunny, is to start with things that are not going to get you high at all. Things like topicals. Okay. Things like what you just put on your pussy. Right. And that that's CBD. So what I what you just slipped me is available in every state all in states. in the United States and uh, you know it, it hasn't changed my life, but I'm I'm a little awake down there. I'm a little <laughs> I got to say and it's it's it was what? 20 minutes ago maybe and Definitely. and it's Are you feeling something? Yeah. What are you feeling? Uh, well, I'll tell you later when we're done. No, we're, no, 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 no. We're in Texas. Talk about it we can't do this now. No, I can't. No, I am. CBD only. It's okay, cool. Okay, we can talk. No, I mean, I want to fuck you. We can't do that here. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, I'm not doing that right now. <laughs> We'd be paid a lot more if that's what was going on. <laughs> okay, so, no, I feel just, you know, when you are starting to feel physically horny, and you, yeah. you know you're starting to feel the tingly in your genitals. That's happening to me, and I'm not exactly. I'm not. Nothing has made this happen except for the topical. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well. I mean, I love you. And you're hot, <laughs> I love you too. It wasn't you, but I have to say, I almost had an incident in the bathroom. I did. It was a little little, pack, little sample package. Like you get a little was sample package. Was it a sneeze or oops, No, no. How you oh, get the little kind of sample accident. package of lotion, you know, and you tear it open. And I, in, in my mind, I thought it was going to be like a lotion, like a cream. It was a thin oil and I splashed CBD all over the bathroom stall. So I'm really sorry to the person who has to clean that so bathroom if stall. And if you're accidentally, if you're in that stall and then suddenly you get a little on you, then your pussy is happy. <laughs> Blame it on her. Yeah, yeah. but it's still working and it might be working more so So at the 20 minute mark she's right about on schedule it takes about 15 to 25 minutes to what i would (laughs) say is uh (laughs) marinate on the pussy people ask me all the time like what does it do for penises Eh. what's it do for butts does lots of good things for butts so why does it do something for for vaginas and not so much for penises, but yes, because it's all different, right? Epi- epithelial okay. cells is my That's guess. That's exactly okay. what it is. And so, so actually, intact penises, uncircumcised penises, can feel some things with the topical. Really? Intact? I'm an really? intactivist. <laughs> I love foreskin. I am a fucking fan. You like five skin? <laughs> Maybe no? Six okay. skin. I mean, why not? Like, let's keep going. <laughs> so I'm just damaged goods. I'm sorry, Ken. It's it wasn't okay. your fault. No, I love it. Blame your mom. I love it. No, no, no. I love my circumcised cock. Circumcision is awesome. So is foreskin. They're, <laughs> yeah. both, They're both awesome. awesome. To each their own. <laughs> but foreskin does contain 20,000 nerve endings. And once foreskin is removed, the penis is only left with 4,000 nerve endings. So, Thank I mean, God, do the math, because I'd folks. be coming everywhere all the time. <laughs> I'm already a premature ejaculator. If you took, if you like added a bunch of nerve endings, I'd just be like coming all over the place, left and right, dribbling down my leg. So a THC and coconut oil only formulation is going to work best on a pussy or in an ass with penises intact or not. 
it's going to not do a whole lot because it needs to sit. It has to soak into the tissue. So it's a lot easier to do that on a vulva that has folds and places for it to go and a lot of exposed mucosa as opposed to a penis, which is doesn't have exposed mucosa except inside the urethra, which is a little challenging to get to. Unless you're sounding. Unless you're sounding. Unless you're sounding. That's a whole nother episode. That's a whole yeah. nother episode. Right, episode. First of all, does everybody know what sounding is? Is that a word anybody's familiar with? Yes. My hero yeah. right there. Right. So, we had one hand. So one sounding hand is where you take a metal rod and shove it down your pee hole until it hits your prostate. It's awesome. Just Mouth out there. just dropped it. They're <laughs> like, what the fuck did I walk into? Why am did I they here? warn you guys about us before you came here? Like you guys said, no, not no at clue. all. Oh my God. Awesome. It's okay if you want to leave, by the way, because we're really dirty. No yeah. one is going to feel offended. Okay. <laughs> Well, no one on the stage. So you guys might feel offended. <laughs> so yeah, sounding's a thing, and you can get uh, like all sorts of things in your track just by putting it on the end of a little rod and let, let it go right down there. Right. And there's a lot of safety concerns with sounding. It's something that you should do under the supervision of yeah. someone who's trained and with sterile uh, equipment. Uh, yeah, and... my motto's safety third. Fuck right. that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking, you guys. I'm joking. Hold- He's very much kidding at that one. I am. <laughs> safety third. So when you apply... Let's say the Foria original formulation, which is just THC and coconut and oil. And Foria is a brand name. Foria is a okay. brand name. Um, I work with them. I actually discovered them back in 2014. Not like I discovered them, but like I came upon them as a brand. And I was new to the sex and cannabis world. And I'd always experienced pain with penetration as a sexual assault survivor. And so Foria with the THC formulation was the first thing that ever allowed me to have penetrative sex without pain. Which was like same thing with my butt, actually. Like I right. love having shit up my butt and and things up my butt, <laughs> uh, but like I can't take much. And Foria was the first thing that I found that actually relaxed me enough so that I could take things comfortably. And it's something that I very much enjoy. And it's one of the few products that can actually make it so that I can take something a little bit bigger than like a finger, uh, mm-hmm. because I very much enjoy, as I mentioned, having things up my butt, especially yes. when it has pot on it. So Ashley, all right. So I I want to get to. Who is combining sex and cannabis good for? So we said, you know, if you have issues uh, relaxing for one reason or another, you know, sexual assault survivor, mm-hmm. small butt, you know, whatever, and that, that, that whole range. Um, what it's other, a condition called no acetal. No acetal. Uh, what other situations or people is combining pot and sex good for? So that's a great question. I think it can be for anyone, really. If you think about the things that tend to get in the way of pleasure, connection, and intimacy, what are they? Stress, pain, anxiety, that dude. (laughs) um, It doesn't help with that. But getting in your head, feeling uncomfortable with your body, like body shame. Cannabis can really help, depending on the way in which you consume it, help kind of quiet down the voices in your head, slow you down, help you feel more mellow. Like it, it's a really great way to, to get clear on what it is that you're going for to begin with. Like, where are you? Where do you want to be? And then very intentionally choosing the cannabis products that will help you get there. So let's say you were an athlete and you tore your rotator cuff at some point, And so you've got shoulder pain, chronic shoulder pain or some kind of arthritis in your shoulders. And you like beating people with floggers. And you can't do it for very long because your shoulder fatigues because you have an injury. A topical would be fantastic for that, where you as the top, topical for the top. (laughs) Do they make uh, bottomicals? (laughs) Sorry. Yes, they're called suppositories. Uh, (laughs) All right. We're we're doing the puns. It's good. Uh, So... 
you can apply it. You have a completely clear head because topicals do not get you high. You could take a bath in THC and it's not going to get you high. Um, and that's something I would recommend for you, Sunny. So if you have pain or if you're stressed after a long day, you could do a bath bomb that has either CBD or oh, CBD and THC. Are amazing. They are my favorite method of I self-care. I thought it was snake oil until I actually tried one with THC in it and then I got <gasps> balls deep high. It, it was so awesome. But not high. Oh, no, no. I got high. You got? How did you get high? Were you drinking the bath water? I don't know, but I did. That is not <laughs> supposed to happen. I, I did. Okay, so apparently in very rare cases, this happens. <laughs> the average person in this room will not get high from taking a bath in THC. It just, like, it's not, like, it's not supposed to happen it, it the way that your skin absorbs, but maybe you're just naturally high, Ken. I might be. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> I got very high from it. But also, people who, let's say, you're a parent, and you have trouble switching from parent mode to sexy mode. Me, Anyone have that experience? Me. Yes, yes. And so... Kids are finally asleep. You and your spouse are like, hey, it's been like a week and a half because life's hard. Let's do the thing. And you're just having trouble getting into that zone. Even if you were to take like a puff of a joint that you know makes your body feel good, that can be the thing that just kind of helps shift it and, and create an environment that is conducive to connection and pleasure. How do you know which one's going to work for you, you might ask? Well, I have homework for all of you. You have to go and use a cannabis product and then masturbate. This is crucial. And the reason that I say masturbate rather than just do it and have sex is because when you're by yourself, you only have one variable. You get to control all of the things, lights, music, smells, who's coming in. Like you have the ability to create your perfect fantasy situation. And that's the best way to kind of be your own fact finder and figure out which strain or product works cultivar or product works best for you and then write that down keep a little journal of things that work for you if you've ever kept a food journal if you have allergies and you're like what's working what's not it's the same kind of concept because it's it's all about your body and your body chemistry and how it works for you and then once you have like oh i noticed that i'm more tactile or i noticed that I'm, it's easier for me to orgasm or whatever that looks like for you, write that down. And then when you're trying to figure out something that's going to help get you in the mood, reach for the thing that was most successful last time. So do, do THC or CBD products actually change or enhance the feeling of orgasm? Like for instance, what is orgasm for you, you know, not on anything versus orgasm for you, under the influence of THC or CBD? Like, how are they different? So I try to do C THC and CBD whenever possible. I live in Southern California, so I have full access to every cannabis product pretty much on the market, which is handy. And I find that topicals like Foria, Foria's Pleasure, which is their THC spray, changes my orgasm. It makes it much easier to attain. And it also allows me to have multiple orgasms like typically my clit is like a two trick pony. Okay. It's like two. And then it's like, don't touch me. I'm done. Just anybody been there. Yeah. Okay. Me too. So this is more like a six, seven, eight, nine trick pony. And then I'm really floating on 
air. For real. For real. For real. Okay. For real. So I'm having an issue because that, we've talked a lot and I'm we like, have. I want to be you. I want to be this person where I can be like, I'm going to just take this off the shelf and rub it on my, this might be the thing though. We might have solved it. The I thing I have on right now. It. But um, I have issues. You know, the first time I went to a state where there was legal cannabis, I went to the store and stocked up and I, I spent an entire day huddled in a ball in my hotel room like, no. Okay, okay, wait. This deserves Uh, a little bit of like information ahead of time with this one because uh, when we did this, we went to our first legal cannabis store and I I, I introduced her to, they had a cannabis breath spray. And I'm like, only do a little bit. They're three milligrams a puff. And she did one, then two, then three, then four, then five, then six. (laughs) And I'm like, no, stop. And she's, but I'm not feeling it. And pretty soon it was yeah. 300 milligrams in, and then suddenly the okay. what was it, Twilight Zone came out. No, well, I thought I was, I thought I was dying, <laughs> but I did actually have a sexual experience. I thought I was dying, um, but then laying there in my bed with like the room spinning and me thinking all these things, I also started to get really aroused, and I started to think that as I was the the closer I was getting to dying, the more I was inching closer to orgasm. And it seemed like a really, it was going to be a good orgasm. But, and in my mind, I'm like, but I, I'm going to die, you know? And, and then, like, the feeling of the orgasm got better and better. I'm like, but this is going to be a really good orgasm. Is that going to be, you know, maybe you want to die. Worth it. Uh, so <laughs> I sat there for, like, two hours going, die, orgasm, die, orgasm. Yeah, and then I cried. Don't so, the French call it? Uh... <laughs> so, actually, I just have a one, one quick question. This is probably the most useful advice that I've ever heard. Would you recommend taking five milligrams of an edible and waiting for two hours and then doing something else? I would actually, if you're new to edibles, I would take less than five milligrams i would do two milligrams to start because it is so amazing how intense it can get for folks who have low tolerance and it really does take up to two full hours and so people who are like oh it's been 30 minutes let me just take some more 30 more minutes nothing's happening and then all of a sudden you get to sunny's place and you're like i have made all of the incorrect life choices in order it's terrible (laughs) And then people are like, I'm never doing that again. Fuck that pot shit. Like, nope, mm-mm. it's too strong. And it's like, well, no, it's just you have to really, really dial in on your doses. And even California, when they passed the um, Prop 64 regulations, making it uh, available for adult use in California, they required that edibles come in a no more than 10 milligram increment dose. And they had to be scored. And so that you could tell rather than just handing you a 100 milligram brownie and being like, huh. Good luck, motherfuckers. <laughs> like, hope that goes well because homogenization is not always a thing in baked goods. I digress. But 10 milligrams is a shit ton for the average person. And so start so low. The micro dosing is you know, becoming a buzzword in the psychedelics world and it's already become a big buzzword in the cannabis world. And so really just super low amounts and start to notice how it feels and then go from there and wrap up from there so, so oh, oh, go ahead. but definitely one, wait one, two one full hours so you're known as the canisexual what does yes. that mean canisexual i was trying to explain when i first came up with this idea of combining sex and cannabis i was like i need a word to describe it like to to capture it and so i pulled facebook if i remember correctly and i was like do you guys like canisexual canisex can of bliss can of pleasure people liked canisexual the best and so that was the one i chose and i bought the domain and it refers to anyone who mindfully and deliberately combines sex and cannabis to deepen intimacy and enhance pleasure, whether solo or partnered. I did not intend for this to become a sexual orientation, despite the uh, suffix. And, but people, man, on the internet think that canisexual is supposed to be some kind of new 
orientation, like bisexual or pansexual. So, like so you it's own not... the copyright on the word, though. Can people identify with it without being sued by you? I don't have the money to sue people, <laughs> so probably. So okay. So, uh, so but I also, can, so I can say my name's Ken and I'm a canisexual, and you're you okay can with totally that? say that. Like I don't, I don't want to tell anyone how to identify, okay. right? Like, if, if canisexual feels good for you, you want to identify that way, God, yes, cool, do that. Like, tell more people how great it is. But my intention of it was to really be more of a philosophy, uh, a way of moving through the world, a, a, a methodology for combining sex and cannabis less than a sexuality unto itself. Because I've certainly had sober sex. It's not like I only ever have sex on weed anymore. All right, so... But it is most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> Spring has sprung. That means I need to bust out of my winter funk. It's time to boost my energy and get my ass up and out the door to enjoy that beautiful weather. And you know what helps me do that? Taking my vitamins every single morning. Like I haven't done all winter because I forget stuff and it's really hard to get motivated and stick to routines. But I know you can relate to that because 90% of Americans fall short of FDA recommended guidelines for at least one vitamin or nutrient. This is why I love Care Of. Care Of is a subscription vitamin box service that's customized to my needs and delivered straight to my door every month. And it's so easy. To get started, I went to TakeCareOf.com and took their online quiz. They asked me about my diet, health goals, lifestyle choices, and in just a few minutes, they told me exactly what vitamins and supplements my body needs. And now they're delivered to me monthly in personalized daily packets with my name on them. Seriously, they are so cute. And another cool thing, a portion of every sale goes towards the Good Plus Foundation, which provides expectant mothers in need with prenatal vitamins. I love Care Of so much that I'm extending 50% off your first month of personalized vitamins at TakeCareOf.com using code SUNNY50. I want you to be happy, healthy, and living your best life every single day. So head on over to TakeCareOf.com and grab that half off your first month with my code SUNNY50. It's tax season. You might be jumping with joy at the prospect of getting a big, fat refund. Or if you have a home business, good chance you're sweating bullets. And that goes double for folks in the adult industry. Cam performers, phone sex operators, pro doms, clip creators, adult website owners, full-service sex workers, burlesque dancers, and even sex bloggers, coaches, and educators. I know the questions floating through your head. Can I write off pasties as a business expense? Wait, is my camming area considered a home office? I make feeder videos, so is the food I eat deductible? And if so, is it a business meal or office supplies? It's hard enough figuring all that out, right? Much less finding an accountant that won't, one, clutch their pearls when you tell them what you do, and two, know sex work well enough to save you the most money. The folks at X-Tax Pros specialize in adult industry clients. They know the ins and outs of sex work from Uncle Sam's perspective, and that's exactly what you need. And they don't just focus on sex work either. X-Tax Pros really knows how to think outside the box to save you cash. So no matter what business you're in and no matter what state you're in, they've got your back. In fact, X-Tax Pros is the only full service tax, bookkeeping, payroll, tax strategy, and asset protection firm specializing in adult clients. Head on over to xtaxpros.com or call 702-253-7499. And tell them Ken and Sonny sent you. 
So I want to go back to the study. Very super timely. It was uh, the Journal of Sexual Medicine published like the largest study on sex and cannabis just in the last few days, I, mm-hmm. I believe. Um, and I think and the only study, if I'm not the only. That, the uh, only. There actually okay. are a few. Stanford came out with a study not too long ago. There have been a few. Okay. So, but they're limited. So limited. What have they officially found, or should I say, what have they officially confirmed that you already knew? So they found that it was only a study on, and I'm going to use this with an asterisk because science has not caught up to gender yet. And they, so it's a study on women and by women, they mean cisgender women, which is aggravating. So I just want to like throw out that caveat, but cause obviously trans women are women, but they, when they study it from a science perspective, they look at vulva owners and call them women. So it was all women and it was one, I believe, gynecology practice, if I remember correctly. Yes. And it was a self-reported study and they found that cannabis increased uh, in a couple, like five areas. It was an increase in sex drive and feeling of arousal and increased pleasure. The only thing that they found that it didn't increase was lubrication correct oh and by the way by the way this was a very interesting study so the way that they actually formulated it was they asked the people a bunch of questions and they happened to like clandestinely throw in stuff about cannabis so that they weren't making the focus about cannabis and sex and it was very intentional that they did that so that you can get more self-reported accuracy when you do that sort of thing so you mentioned lubrication, because this is a thing. I have had moments where I felt like my eyeballs were going to just completely dry out of my head and fall on the floor, like like the um, you know, the little crunch berries and the like. Like that's how they felt. They just fall on the floor. And so, sex requires a lot of wetness to be fun. So, is this an issue if you consume cannabis? Why and how does it affect your moisture levels? And what do you do about it? It's entirely subjective. It also depends on how hydrated you are. If you're not drinking lots and lots of water every day, you're, you may not get as wet as you mean to anyway. Also, as we know as sex educators, wetness and arousal are not always correlated. In right. fact, in people with vulvas, it's less than 30% of the time. In people with penises, um, hardness and arousal are only correlated 50% of the time. So any penis owners in the room that have ever had a boner even though you weren't horny? That happens. I have cool. one right now. So, so sometimes... <laughs> Sometimes, and more often than not, people with vulvas may be turned on, but may not be wet. And so if you're like, oh, my partner's like not into me because they're not wet, like you're doing bad science right there. So what I would encourage anyone to do, regardless whether you're using cannabis or not, is use lube. We actually brought you lube over here on this table over there, here. There's Presents. lube swag over yeah. there. There's lube. There's little handouts about Foria if you want to learn more about that. The lube is actually not infused with anything. It's just silicone lube from a company called Slickwid, which is a really incredible um, women-focused company, vulva owner-focused company that makes all natural products that are not tested on animals. They're... Uh, cruelty-free and vegan and gluten-free and free of irritating chemicals because if anyone's ever used uh, KY and then had like irritation and discomfort and like UTIs afterwards, me, that was me for years. I was like, what's wrong with me? I use lube and I get infections. That never happens with Sliquid anymore because Sliquid doesn't have glycerin or parabens or any of that stuff. Sorry, that was a, a Sliquid tangent. We have some Sliquid to give away to you guys So I have also. a question. Has there ever been a time in your life when you haven't liked pot? Yes. That's a great question, Ken. Okay. I grew up in Pennsylvania in a I'm very so sorry. I know. I'm so sorry. In a very rural bumblefuck town, you know, with 
a lot of cow tipping as a recreational activity. It was what, that what, town. What the fuck is cow tipping? You don't know what cow tipping is? No, what's cow it's tipping? It's when you, you give them a 20 when you, they've given you That's good service. That's not what cow tipping is. No. <laughs> What kind of service are you getting from a cow? Hey. <laughs> we do not support bestiality. Yeah. Yeah. It's not okay. Um, really? You went right to bestiality. Tipping. It couldn't have been they gave you a drink? Nothing? I mean, come on now. So what I is know cow tipping? Cow, cow tipping is you go in the middle of the night, cows sleep standing up, and you tip them over while they're sleeping. It is the stupidest thing. So wait a minute, you're a dick on purpose? And you're yeah, hurting you're cows? you're a dick on purpose. <laughs> It's That's awful. It's really terrible. It can actually injure the animals. Like it's a really shitty thing to do. But like people who have nothing better to do, cow tip. <laughs> this is where I grew though, up. Right? Okay, now I live in Southern California, and I'm never going back. <laughs> but how did I get there? Oh, right. So <laughs> cannabis is was strictly forbidden in Pennsylvania. I was a child of dare culture. Like all the messages I received growing up was that people who consumed cannabis were lazy. were never going to do anything with their lives. They were bad people. Like all of those kinds of anybody get those kind of messages growing up about weed. Yeah. Um, additionally, I was sexually assaulted when I was 13 and the person who assaulted me was using cannabis at the time. So for a long time, I associated cannabis with getting sexually assaulted until I realized that I wasn't high because I wasn't smoking it. He was smoking it. I wasn't high. I was having a dissociative reaction to trauma. And I didn't understand the difference between those two things until I started studying trauma in college. And so I was strictly anti-cannabis until my first year of grad school when I was studying philosophy. Any philosophy majors in the house? Yeah, stoners? <laughs> it's, it's real common. There's, there's a very... It's a Venn diagram that basically looks like a circle. <laughs> So I met people who were motivated, intelligent, thoughtful, amazing humans, and my professors as well, who smoked weed. And I was like, huh, maybe it's not as bad as I've been told. And so one night I said, hey, I think I want to like reframe my cannabis experience. Are you willing to help me? And some of the folks from my grad school cohort got together. They packed me the tiniest little gravity bong. <laughs> and I took one hit sat in a love sack for the rest of the night and watched Empire Records. I don't remember any of it, but I felt amazing. <laughs> and that was when I realized, huh, cannabis. All right, cool. That's awesome. And then I moved to California and then I really started to get into it and, and to appreciate the differences and the nuances. And now I'm a cannabis snob. Aww. It's nice. So, all right. I'm, I'm still trying to figure all this out. I'm, I'm it's okay, Sonny. My... My vulva feels good right now. I gotta tell you. It's, I'm it's so really glad. Nice. It's hard to concentrate. Anyway. Uh, Could we draw on a toddler in your panties right now? Oh, uh, okay. okay. So uh, <laughs> CBD is all the rage. You can order CBD on the internet. It's everywhere. You can get it in all 50 states. And everyone's like CBD, CBD, CBD. So when we moved to Las Vegas from Chicago, I was like, I can just walk down to the weed store and buy myself some CBD. And I'm supposed to, you know, not feel high because I don't like the feeling of feeling. I'm supposed to feel relaxed and my my arthritis will feel better. And I'm popping those gummies like nothing and nothing happens. So is all CBD the same? Yeah. Is it snake oil? Does it affect people differently? What's the deal with the CBD? Okay. So here's the deal with CBD. First of all, it is not legal, strictly speaking. It is very much a legal gray area at this point. People are like, oh, the farm bill passed. Like, CBD is legal in all 50 states. No, it's not. Basically, what the farm bill did was it said that hemp was allowed to be cultivated 
for commercial purposes now for the first time when previously it was only allowed to be cultivated for research purposes. But the FDA still oversees anything that's considered food, a food substance. So anything that has CBD, like gummies, hemp CBD gummies, like that stuff could get pulled from the market in a second. So stock up if you find... Stock up if you find one that (laughs) works for you. (laughs) Uh, The other problem is CBD became a buzzword. Like I was at a nursing conference last weekend that was actually a medical education conference around cannabis for healthcare professionals. And one of the people who spoke on stage said, I don't know when CBD became like the Windex of my big fat Greek wedding, but legit, it totally has. Everybody's like, oh, you know, herpes, put CBD on it. Oh, like your stress CBD. Oh, your kid skin their knee CBD. Like it's, it's not a panacea. Nothing is. It helps. It, it can make a difference. And there is a very distinct difference they're finding in science between cannabis derived CBD from a CBD rich cultivar and CBD that's derived from hemp. So do they label that? Can you, is there a way for you to find out when you're purchasing if it's hemp-derived? Or yes. If, it's, okay. if you're buying it from a dispensary, it's almost never going to be hemp-derived CBD. It's usually oh, going to really? be. Because they have no reason to sell hemp-derived CBD at dispensaries. Like some do, but like you're, it, I haven't seen any dispensaries that carry hemp CBD products okay. personally. Not to say that they don't exist, but for the most part. Um, any good dispensary is going to have a cannabinoid and terpene breakdown And the thing that distinguishes hemp CBD, well, the thing that makes it hemp is the fact that it has less than 0.3% THC in it. What the ass? So it's a very, very, very (laughs) tiny, tiny, tiny amount of THC that wouldn't even show up on a drug test. No, that's like, what's the point? That's like decaffeinated coffee or dry humping. Hey, I like dry humping. Thank you very much. Can we dry hump like right now? Because (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to start humping the couch right now. Jesus. (laughs) How long we got? Okay. I would just like to tease you guys that we are giving away a full bottle of Foria's Awaken oil that is currently on Sonny's pussy. Uh, yeah. Not the same bottle, oh, not the same mind bottle, you. you guys. But, yeah. uh, Just scrape it off, <laughs> put it in a funnel, give it to the people. No. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm watching your face. <laughs> oh, God. And that's the you one you can get anywhere, right? That that's is the, the one that you can, you get, can anywhere. get anywhere. Um, states, it's, but it's not it's... legal everywhere, though. So where, it's tricky. What, what states aren't it legal in? I couldn't even tell you which ones it's not legal in. I mean, it... In theory, you could ship it, and they do ship to all fifty states. So, Whether so or not the they will continue just to be able shittily to... written, it's not that it's illegal in Delaware. Yeah, spe- okay. exactly. Okay, it's it's just it. tricky. They're it's all very... doing it, but someone could make them stop at any moment. That's exactly okay. What it is. Okay. Now, Fuck if it's if it's a cannabis derived CBD, then that you definitely can't ship across state lines because that's going to have some amount of t- more than 03 percent THC in it, and. For my money, like I like to think of cannabinoids and 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 cannabis products like steak. You have filet mignon and you have rump roast. And depending on what you can afford and what you have access to, you can kind of choose accordingly. And so for my, you know, spending power, I want a CBD rich cannabis strain because I can get it, I can afford it, and that's what I like to use. And I find personally that it works the best. Science has found that that cannabis derived CBD is more effective than um, isolated CBD from hemp. And if you happen to live in a state that's a prohibition state, it's certainly better than nothing. And there are a lot of snake oils on the market. So you have to find a company that does lab results that uses broad spectrum or full spectrum hemp as opposed to CBD isolate because that's literally they just take hemp and then they, they take the CBD molecules out 
and put it into a powder form and it's like 99% pure, 99% THC. And science says it's just not as effective. When THC and CBD work together along with the other cannabinoids, it's called the entourage effect. And so we found that they work better in concert with each other as well as the naturally occurring terpenes. And terpenes are the things in plants that make them smell a certain way. So um, oranges smell citrusy because of limonene, which is a terpene that's also found in cannabis. Uh, Lavender smells the way that it does because of a terpene called linalool. That's also found in cannabis. And what they found is there is actually some correlation between specific terpenes in various um, quantities in cannabis and the effects. So things that have linalool in them, much like lavender, tend to be more relaxing. Whereas things that are citrusy, like limonene, tend to be a little bit more up and can even tend toward anxiety for some folks. I feel like we're hitting you guys with a lot of science. I'm so sorry. You guys okay with a lot of science? Okay. Cool. I'm glad. And we are, by the way, we are going to have a Q&A towards the end. So if you're like, what the fuck, all these science words, you can get up there and say that. And then we'll give you some loop. So it'll work. It's true. Yeah. So I have a question then going yes, back Ken. to like you wrecking my whole fucking world. Instead so of sorry. looking at indicas and sativas, should we instead look at the ratio of THE versus CBD that might yes. be in flower? Absolutely. Looking at the breakdown of cannabinoids and terpenes in whatever product you happen to be using. Flower... I'm a purist. Like I want something that has as little processing as possible. So I w- I'm always going to choose flour and specifically I like vaping flour the best of anything. My next choice is a rosin dab. See, I'm old. I just like joints. I, I get that. I like joints, but they're making my teeth yellow and I'm like, I know it's not great for my lungs and I cough and it's really dorky. And so I'm trying to like live forever. We'll okay. see how that goes. <laughs> but where was I going with that? I lost my train of thought completely. Stoner problems. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about the ratio of CBD. Oh, thank you. The THC. ratio of CBD to THC. Um, you do want to take a look at that. You want to look at the amount of, because the more CBD that's in a product to like more CBD than THC is less likely to get you high. And more likely to get you just relaxed. More likely to get you just relaxed. We used to say that CBD has no psychoactive effects, but strictly speaking, that's not true. Because if you're anxious and CBD makes you less anxious, by definition, that is a psychoactive effect, right? Whether or not you feel high. Um, So we've started saying non-intoxicating effects. Ah. And that's... We are continually... We, meaning the cannabis industry, which I have now feel like I'm really a part of, it's constantly an evolution. We are always learning. We have such limited science. We have such limited funding for science. So we're figuring shit out as we go. Like people have been using this for a long time. Cannabis is super tied in with the LGBT community. Um, the California medical laws were born out of the AIDS crisis and the incredible efforts of the LGBT community to take care of folks who were sick. And so like, there's a lot of social justice tied up in cannabis. And currently, unfortunately we have a situation where it's mostly cis white dudes making a lot of money, which is problematic. Yeah, it is. But we need, we need more research. We need more diversity in the field. We need more money for, for studies to be commissioned. And yeah, we just, we're trying to figure it out as we go. So rich old white dudes should be paying for some of that. That'd be rad. Yeah. So when does (laughs) pot and sex become a problem? So my big thing with combining anything that's intoxicating with sex is consent, right? Like, especially as a sexual violence survivor, consent is especially important to me as it should be to everyone. But like having my, my voice taken away in the past, like 
I want to be able to opt in really clear headedly. Mm -hmm. So what I would tell anyone who wants to combine sex and cannabis is negotiate before you medicate. If you're using any methods that are going to intoxicate you, have a conversation with your partner, unless you're masturbating, you can, you can do whatever you want to yourself. That's fine. But if you're with a partner, do you consent? Yes, (laughs) exactly. Um, if you're with a partner, have a conversation. Like, what are you? What are we in the mood for tonight? What do we want to co-create together? What would be really fun for both of us? Rather than just assuming, like, you know what sex means on any given day because it's such a subjective thing, right? Like, some people would consider jerking off sex. Some people would consider penetration sex and, and everything in between. Where I grew up, uh, anal sex was totally still virginity. Virginity is a social construct. I digress. The fuck does that work? No, that's a, that's another. So episode. That's, totally a that's a whole another episode. episode. Yeah. Do okay. what is it? Doing the ask for Jesus? That song. Scarfunkle. No idea. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. So negotiate before you medicate. Have a conversation about what you want and what's on the table, and more importantly, what to do if you're in some kind of distress. Like, how can I? Tell your partner, this is what it looks like when I get too high. This is what happens. This is how you can take care of me if I stop being verbally responsive or engaged. Like, really have that laid out very clearly in advance so that you have much less likelihood. Can you go of, into that a little bit deeper? Because yes. if somebody takes, like, let, let's say they were in a sunny situation where they're like, gosh, a thousand milligram brownie, that sounds like a great idea. And then I'm like, fuck me so I can die and have the best <laughs> orgasm ever. So, so how do you resolve a situation like that? Do you just, like, stop having sex and just pet them i mean i would say that anytime you have a partner who is non-responsive or appears to be in some kind of distress i would immediately stop having sex with them and check in and be like what do you need right now can i get you some water do you need a cup of tea can i get you a blanket like all of those (laughs) whatever works for you and if you know you and sunny have been together for a long time like you trust each other at this point that you're not trying to perpetrate sexual violence against each other. So you have a really solid relationship foundation for being able to navigate that together. If it's somebody that you just met at a party and you're stoned off your ass, like maybe don't Yeah. maybe get sober and like have a date first and have a conversation about what it all means and safer sex and testing and all those kinds of things and then have sex. Is, is there any kind of hack if you've like medicated too much and you want to calm down a little bit? Time is the big one. Just time, um, not coffee, is, not anything like. No magic juju. CBD can help. Um, Wait, there's that's like drinking and then drinking more, isn't it? Well, CBD is not going to intoxicate you further. I, I'm feeding you that. Oh, one. thank you. Thank yes, you. CBD. It was a softball, dude. <laughs> you know, fine, Ken. Thank you for the softball. Yes, CBD helps. <laughs> it helps to. It doesn't bring you down immediately. It's not going to be like you you hit CBD and then all of a sudden you feel great already. What it does is it sort of if you're way up here and if you can kind of imagine like a, an X, Y axis and like, here's the top of your high, what it does is it sort of stretches it out over time. So the net result is it brings you down a little bit, but it's not foolproof by any means. Um, really the most reliable thing is time chewing black peppercorns is anecdotally effective. Uh, there's a really, yeah, I wish people could see my face. They're gonna be listening. Chewing black pepper. She's making what? scrunchy face like, right now. I would rather. Her just face be looks high like a cat's ass. I mean, know, that's that's what scrunchy yeah. face is. Under looks like a cat's ass. <laughs> under no circumstances would I chew black peppercorns personally, but if that's your jam, do it. It has something in it called beta caryophylline, which is another terpene that is found to have uh, calming effects. But there's also a product on the market. I have not tried it yet. I cannot speak to its efficacy. But I was just became aware of it this past weekend. It's called Undo. Really? <laughs> it's really. Undo. Unhigh. Wow. <laughs> Unhigh. I'd be gone. 
And it's supposedly it has a compound in it that interacts with your CB1 and CB2 receptors that binds more readily to them than the THC does. So the idea is that it sort of kicks the THC molecules out of your receptors. And I'm sure that I'm explaining that badly and whoever the scientist is behind it would be like cringing right now. But like I said, I just found out about it literally last weekend. So, so it's sort of like a controlled burn with fire. Like you're trying to like lead the fire away from the dangerous. Correct. Okay. Exactly. And according to the person who I spoke to at the conference, it should take effect within 15 to 20 minutes to bring you back down to a manageable level. I need this in my household. That I, would be pretty I, cool I if it works. I need a bottle of undo in a thousand milligram brownie and test this shit. Let's well, that's actually real. what I'm thinking. Like, I want to get really, really high and like see what happens. But it's hard for me to really get high okay, anymore. Okay, next time we're all together. Let's make we'll, it we'll time make to it all happen. get together. All right, I'll come we'll, out to Vegas. I we'll, we'll, we'll check out the hot tub. Shit. How are we doing yeah. on time? Okay, so it's I think it's time, time for I questions because I see lots of eager faces. I see lots of head nods. I see lots of like, those are big words. Um, so who has questions? Come on up to, to the mic and maybe we'll throw cool things at you that you get to take home. Mm-hmm. So hi. Hi. Hello. First of all, you guys are awesome. Oh, oh thank you. are awesome. How are you? Here, you get a suppository here. <laughs> Wait, would you be willing to put things in your butt or your vag? Yeah. Cool. There you go. Okay. There you go. There you go. <laughs> it's really great for cramps. Oh, thank you. And for butt stuff. <laughs> and for butt stuff. Anyway. Um, so I'm from Illinois, so weed Woo! isn't legal yet, sadly. But um, they just, at our local smoke shop, they just had started selling CBD weed. And so, like, what is that? How do they make it? Is it worth it? No. <laughs> so. I've tried it. No. Okay. That's, oh, go ahead. Honestly, it's, it's relatively new. I haven't, I haven't tried it myself, and it hasn't made the rounds enough in the cannabis industry that I would be able to speak to it with any kind of um, intelligent, like thoughtful answer. So I'm not sure, but my guess is eh. Tinctures okay. and edibles are the way to go with CBD. Correct. Okay. Or suppositories, which you now or su- have. Or suppositories, which you have now. <laughs> Yay! So, so Yay, you, you have homework. You have homework. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Hi, guys. Hi. Um, I just came from a trip to Jamaica yesterday. Ooh. So <laughs> we did it the old-fashioned way with joints, and I, I feel like the experience was very different. Like, it's more of an all-day burn, very slow. And what I've experienced in, like, living in Seattle is, like, any, just, like, a few puffs gets you high out of your mind. So, like, we really have, like, in this country, hybridized and industrialized and, like, strengthened so many of our strains. Like, do you see that as good or bad? And how do you navigate kind of like I, I actually want to add a personal note to weed. this because Lamb's Breath, not Lamb's Bread, but Lamb's Breath was the first strain that I've ever had that was a Jamaican strain that kicked me so hard in the oh. fucking hoo-hoo that I was grabbing onto the earth to so keep from falling off. So I didn't find the right, I didn't get the right <laughs> joint then. This, this, that, it was just amazing. I lived with a, an older Jamaican guy, and I used to buy the shake uh, that he would have, and the, you know, like just the leftover little pieces in the bag, not realizing that that's where all the good stuff was as well. And lamb's breath is something that, like, I haven't seen it anywhere in a commercial strain because it's, it, but it is still grown in Jamaica locally. Good to know. So to I'm you, sorry. No, you're just, fine. Go ahead. To your point, um, yeah, we're seeing cultivars that are upwards of twenty-seven. 28, 29% THC. For people who have serious illnesses, for people who have massive tolerance, massively high tolerance, I think that's fine. I think for the average consumer, 27% is fucking awful. Like, I wouldn't go above 15% for anything sex-related. And that's the general um, feelings among those who talk about sex and cannabis. There's an amazing uh, medical doctor out of... 
uh, Massachusetts named Dr. Jordan Tischler, who talks a lot about sex and cannabis from a medical perspective. And 15% is his go-to as well. So yeah, I think it's, it gets dangerous when we start being like, oh, it's 28%. And I was at a dispensary not too long ago and I heard someone say, oh, you know, well, that's only 16%. So you want to get the like 26% because it's a better bang for your buck. And I'm like, nah, nah, nah. That's not the point. The point is not to get stoned off your ass. The point is to feel good. And typically less is more. So I think it's fine for certain cases, but for the masses, I don't think high THC amounts and strains is a good thing personally. I mean, it's sort of a beer versus whiskey thing, sort of. Right. It's, yeah. And that's like an excellent way to look at it. Hi. Yeah. Hi. Hi. Um, Wait, so, you win a prize. Well, oh, ooh, yeah, what did I win? I was going to say what it was. It's an REM mini bullet vibe from Blush Novel. Oh, there. I'm so Most excited. Yeah. Um, the last person got a liquid. We're just giving all sorts of things. Oh, my gosh. This is anyway. great. Thank yeah, you. Come ask questions. Um, so I have a question that I hope will be fun. Um, so I'm getting married this summer. And Congratulations. My, thank you. My fiance and I are going up to Colorado for our honeymoon. I'm very, very excited um, for the mountains and hiking. Um, but then I was also wondering, while well, we're going to be up there for like two weeks, and do you have any recommendations if I wanted to put together like, I don't know, like a fun honeymoon thing of uh, fun cannabis products oh. while we're in Colorado? Oh, my gosh. That's so amazing. Did you know that you could have a bud bar at your reception? No. In addition to an alcohol tender. bar? Yeah. Damn, I'm getting married in Dripping Springs here in Texas. So oh. that's a little harder. <laughs> <laughs> that's too fun. But yeah, okay. So Colorado is an amazing state. I would definitely recommend picking up some Foria. They, you can get it in Colorado at any dispensary, at most dispensaries, I suspect. Um, I would pick up maybe an infused massage oil mm-hmm. or an, and a bath bomb. Like all the like nice, sexy things. Okay. And then... Go to a local dispensary and just like chat with the bud tender about, you know, what you're looking for. How do you want to feel like get really clear on that and and like what tends to get in the way and and what kinds of effects are you looking for? Now, the deal with bud tenders is that these are folks who are making basically minimum wage. And for some reason, they are expected to be pharmacists, therapists and product specialists. Hmm. So like legit, take everything that a bud tender says with a grain of salt or maybe five. Because it's some of them are unbelievably well trained and incredibly knowledgeable about their craft, and some of them are just like some person who's like doing an after college job. So, also see one how of the, goes. the great additions to Colorado is that they have an excellent, in fact, probably, I would say the nation's best cannabis tourism industry. Yes, cannabis so, tours. Oh. Uh, Michael so they, Eimer. Yes. So their cannabis tours are freaking incredible. So, so that's good. like if you guys are up for something like that and it is kind of touristy but it's doing touristy it's stuff while touristy. you're getting high. Yeah, I know. That sounds like a lot yeah, of fun. Go see a grow. Um, there are uh, puff and paint nights where you can much like they do the the sip and, and paint yeah, nights. Yeah. It's same deal and, oh, and oh, getting awesome. high and doing art is like the coolest thing ever. Sonny, you need to do that. I don't know. I might cry. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds amazing. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Hello. Hi. Wait, We're giving you a bottle of lube before I feel you like even Oprah. say a Thank word. You very much. All right. Um, so you mentioned percentages, and we're also talking about milligrams. So I'm curious if if those are straight proportional, or if if there's no. a percentage no. in milligram no. difference. Okay. So how do you navigate that, and what like? I have some products from Colorado that I've looked at and I've never noticed what, how that's labeled to tell. What kind of products are they? Uh, edibles and uh, some loose leaf. Okay, so for edibles, milligrams 
you have to look at milligrams per dose. Okay. That's you want to know how many milligrams are in the total thing, but also how many are in whatever it is that you're consuming of it. And the thing with edibles is if they're not scored in some way, you might have one corner of a brownie that you don't feel anything and the other corner you're like scraping yourself off the floor. So that gets a little tricky with edibles. Mm. With flour, you're looking at the percentage of THC in the flour. And so the higher the percentage, you know, as you might imagine, the more potent it is. Okay. So if it's really, I would say above 15%, go very, very slowly if you have low tolerance. Right. I appreciate the 15% threshold. That's very good advice. Absolutely. Yeah. And even hey. less than that would still be fine. Hi, do you mind if I record the response? That no, go ahead. Go for making it. Sure, you know. Wait, first I got to get And post it on social oh, media so. with the hashtag South wait, wait, no, Southwest no. and That should go to sex. someone with a vulva. Uh, okay. Do you have someone with a vulva at home who would enjoy this? Okay. Nope. <laughs> so no vulva? Th- that, yeah, that needs to go <laughs> to someone with a vulva. Uh, <laughs> let's see. We have these. What did you get? What did you get? It's up to you. She has a suppository. Suppositories. That goes in your butt. It goes in your butt. I don't. Are you sure? Why not? I don't know. I don't know. We're we're just like doing some like CBD orifice (laughs) product deals here. Okay. Okay. Cool. So. Okay, cool. So um, I just started seeing somebody recently, um, a few months, I guess not. Congratulations. Not super recent, but um, he smokes a lot, like all the time. Not all the time, but and I'm not a huge smoker. I don't really like smoking. So what do you? What do you recommend? I don't, and I don't like the idea of, um, like having sex with somebody who is really high and I'm sober. So what do I, what do you recommend? For That's that? a great question. Yeah. I actually early on in my career writing for Leafly, I wrote an article about uh, discordant cannabis use in couples and what happens if one person doesn't smoke at all and one person smokes a lot or even just a little, but it it's, gets complicated because of preferences. So the first thing I would do is really sit down and have a conversation about it. And where are your limits? Is it that you just don't want him to be high? Like the suppositories that you're holding right now, uh, he won't feel high. So you'd be able to use them if, if they were used and it can make things feel really good. And you don't have to worry about the psychoactive, or excuse me, the intoxicating effects. And, but really it comes down to boundaries and what feels good for you. Like you shouldn't have to do anything in the bedroom that you're not comfortable yeah. with. And so... It's, it's about honoring your boundaries, honoring your partner's boundaries, and figuring out where you can meet in the middle in ways that feel good for both of you. Like, if your partner is someone who really needs that to be in a space that helps them feel sexy, then that's a real concern. And if it really makes you uncomfortable, like, kind of get, see what's underneath that. Not that you should have to change your preferences, but like, what is it that makes you uncomfortable? Like get really clear on what it is about that. Are you afraid of like a consent violation? Does it just make you feel like your partner's disconnected in some way? Like get to kind of the root of that and then address that issue. Okay, Does that make sense? Yeah, for sure. Okay. Thank you. Cool. You're welcome. Thank you. And just really quick before we go to our next question, we have like less than five minutes. So if we don't get to all your questions, um, come see us afterwards and we'll still talk to you even though the, the official recording will be over. So hi. 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 What's your question? Hi, uh, uh, I used to smoke a lot, like, but last year some stuff happened and uh, uh, my doctor told me, I, I think I've only seen one doctor, so he told me not to smoke. Like, I don't know, he was saying out of protection because I was smoking a lot, but uh, so I'm here to ask, like, 
my heart racing is not very good for me like because it kicks some stuff in my head that gets me crazy <laughs> but uh what do you recommend to because i kind of want to get i don't maybe i should see another doctor to get like yes or if i can start off personally with something lighter what do you, what will you recommend i would always recommend listening to your doctor Like, I am not a doctor. I don't play one on TV. Nothing that I've said in this should be considered medical advice by any stretch of the imagination. Don't sue me. Thanks. Um, and if, if, there, if heart rate is an issue, like, that is absolutely something to look at. And certainly, if you can find a, a healthcare provider who has a little bit more training and awareness about cannabis, that would be ideal if you want a second opinion. But at the end of the day, if doc says no, like, take the no and don't do something that's going to cause heart rate issues um so unless it's a chiropractor unless it's a chiropractor no you're fine <laughs> but yeah it's it's I'm, really I'm not of, something you want to mess around with i kind of nervous how to find an like a neuro neurologist who does smoke pot <laughs> ask actually to be honest ask are you are you in the state of texas i'm from new york city Okay, so New York has a medical program now. Yeah, it's going to be a little bit easier in New York than it would be here. Uh, But the number one thing for any, and I'm like, I've got three degrees on medical related areas. I'm not a doctor, but I'm pretty close. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I've got really sloppy handwriting. That's really my only qualification. (laughs) So to be honest, simply ask your doctor, say, look, I I need a cannabis friendly neurologist. If you're not that guy or you're not that person or you're not that woman, please recommend somebody to me that perhaps can deal with this particular issue. The other thing you have to consider is that currently um, medical professionals could jeopardize their licenses by making cannabis recommendations because of the legalities. So even if maybe your doctor might agree that it's a thing that you should have, they may not be able to say that. So doing independent research also is going to be useful. And there's also an app that just came out um, called the Green Life app. And it's, it's really meant to be a cannabis uh, resource center and kind of ecosystem. And they have healthcare professionals like cannabis nurses who will talk to patients who mm-hmm. have been trained in cannabinoid medicine and how to find therapeutic doses and all those kinds of things. So, like, seek out those kinds of resources. Um, but but yeah. just never mistake that or your ability to Google for a real medical degree. Agreed. Real, yeah. Me- yeah. real medical degrees always trump everything else. All right. Thank you. Cool. Thank welcome. you. All right. So um, we're going to have to do the other questions. We'll talk to you. We'll talk to you one-on-one okay. when we're done. Okay. But we got to wrap this up. I want to tell everyone, thank you so much for popping our live broadcast, Cherry. And yeah. Thank yeah. you, guys. We really appreciate it. And thanks to South by Southwest, the sponsors here, you know, Cadence 13, Kaiser, Patreon, all of the people that made this possible. Thanks so much. On your way out, and, and like we said, Linger, come talk to us. We've got... American Sex Podcast stickers over on that table. We've got lube samples. There's all sorts of things, so make sure you pop over to that table. If you're like, hey, I wasn't an American fucker before, but golly gee, I'm one now, and you want to keep up with us, go to your favorite podcast app, look up American Sex Podcast, or keep up with us via a newsletter, you can pull out your phone and text the word Megatron, my official last name, it's on my birth certificate, Megatron, uh, to the number 444-999, and you're on our mailing list. Uh, I think, did I get everything? Is that it? Oh, yeah. How about you? How about, thanks, Ashley Manta. Thank you, Ashley Manta. Where can we find you at? I would love to stay in touch, so please follow me. If you are Instagram, 
at Canisexual. Uh, if you're on Twitter, it's at Ashley Manta, and that's Manta like Santa. I bring presents all year round. Oh, oh, oh. Right. <laughs> and you can also visit my website, which is canisexual.com, and sign up for my mailing list. And I actually have a free download if you sign up for my mailing list of a strain or cultivar tracking template. Oh. So if you want to start doing that journaling that I recommended, I give you all the things that you could be looking for, like the way it That's smells, the way it tastes. Idea. Thank you. I, I wanted really to have... Is. They call them ethical bribes for getting you to sign up for our email oh, yeah. lists. And... Um, it bears noting that signing up for our email list is the best thing you can do for all of us because social media is a really tenuous place for sexuality and cannabis professionals. At any moment, our accounts could be deleted. But if you sign up for our email list, we're way more likely to be able to control that and, and keep a hold of ways to get in touch with you. Well, thank you so much. Go, um, go, I'm going to go do some dirty things. I don't know about you, but right, thank, thank you. Thank you, South by Southwest. Thanks for listening to American Sex. To keep up with Ken and I, we'll first make sure you watch our TV show, Sex with Sunny Megatron, on Showtime. Then visit SunnyMegatron.com. There you can learn more about us, read our blog, peruse our workshop calendar, or hire us. For what? Well, either for private coaching, or to book us to teach at your event or university, or as sex and relationship writers for your publication. Oh, and don't forget, we're on social media, too. I'm the super social one, so you can find me as Sunny Megatron on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, my YouTube channel, and a bunch of other places. But if you want to get me on Snapchat, you got to look for Sunny underscore Megatron, and you can follow Ken on Twitter at at tag PsyChicken. That's P-S-Y-C-H-I-C-K-E-N. Also, please support us by shopping with the affiliates and sponsors from our breaks. And if you contribute to our Patreon, we're going to love you forever. Well, we're going to love you forever anyway, but just go with it. Lastly, if you like this broadcast, tell people about it. Tweet it, Facebook status it, and rate it on iTunes and other platforms. Thanks, friends. We'll see you next week on American Sex.